I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared, something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News time, Mocha. All righty. You ready? Yes, sir. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, that big Titanic special that uh, James Cameron put together is Sunday night at 9. This is where they recreated as to whether... Uh, Jack and Rose could have both fit on that door or a piece of debris or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it at the end of the movie because that's been the debate for 25 years. Yeah. And they took two people and they put them in freezing cold water and they ran them through all these scenarios. James Cameron's like, yo, I got to spend millions. Just to- <sighs> Jeez, you got to shut all you right? losers up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so does he shut up all the losers? That's the question. So uh, here's a little bit of the special. Could Jack have survived the sinking of the Titanic if he climbed on that <laughs> floating piece of debris with Rose? It's a theory that's been tested before, but never by James Cameron himself until now. We'll find out once and for all whether Jack could have survived the sinking of Titanic. It's part of the new National Geographic special Titanic 25 years later with James Cameron. To re-examine Jack's final scene, Cameron and a team of scientists took two stunt people and tested four different scenarios to see if the two could have shared that board. Jack and Rose are able to get on the raft, but now they're both submerged in dangerous levels of freezing water. Okay. Consensus? Jack likely wouldn't survive. Then they find a position where both of their upper bodies are out of the water. Out of the water, with violent shaking, was helping him. And projecting it out... He could have made it pretty long, like hours. But they're not exhausted like in the film. So for the final test, they factor in the physical strain the characters endured leading up to this point. He made them fight. So they're recreating the fight here with Jack. And one. Two. Counting the punches. And this time, Rose offers the life jacket to help insulate her man. And he stabilized. He got into a place where if we projected that out, he just might have made it until the lifeboat got there. Cameron's verdict? Jack might have lived, but there's a lot of variables. I think his thought process was, I'm not going to do one thing that jeopardizes her. And that's 100% in character. Okay. So Jack would have survived. We knew it, James. <laughs> yeah, but only if Rose gave him her life jacket. And he said might. Right. And I do agree, character-wise, I do agree with James Cameron, and that is that Jack wouldn't have done anything that would have jeopardized Rose's life. Mm-hmm. So I don't even think he would have attempted to get on that uh, piece of wood. I would have sure. done anything to survive myself. Oh, <sighs> 
please. Matthew would be hauled under. You'd be trying to get on his shoulders <laughs> underwater. <Yeah. laughs> Matthew, Matthew, hold you under. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Uh, Lifeboat shows up. He's like, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I, tried. I, I just couldn't get, get to him. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. This is the wildest charge I've ever heard. I've never heard this charge. An arrest warrant has been issued for Cincinnati Bengals running back Joe Mixon on the charge of aggravated menacing. What? You ever heard that charge before? Aggravated menacing. Aggravated menacing. So the warrant claims that on January 21st, Mixon, quote, did knowingly point a firearm at a woman while saying, you should be popped in the face. I should shoot you. Police can't get me. The warrant states that uh, he did knowingly cause the alleged victim to believe that that he would cause her, quote, serious physical harm. The Bengals released a statement saying the club is aware of the misdemeanor charges uh, that have been raised against Joe Mixon. Uh, The club is investigating the situation and will not comment further at this time. Aggravated menacing. I've never yeah, heard that, that term. That ever. makes sense after you read what he said. But is that don't other people have like different names for that? Like it's yeah, not just I mean, aggravated assault. Something like that. Aggravated never, assault will be if he actually I think that this is like bro, there was no uttering threats. I, mean, I don't yeah. know the details yeah. behind it, but That's aggravated scary. menacing so is does like that a mean? hell of a name for a charge. Jeez. <sighs> That's it. I've never heard aggravating somebody it up being charged for this one time. No. no, you don't. That's serious, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, I love uh, hearing stories of uh, um, Simu Lu tells these great stories of what it's like to grow up, sort of like with Asian parents and the expectations that yeah. are on that. And you get a lot of that from uh, people who grew up in uh, in Indian households as well. And this story that M. Night Shyamalan tells on the Graham Norton show on Sunday is like one of my favorite stories of somebody super famous living under the incredibly high expectations of their family. And, and then uh, you got invited to the White House. I, I did. I did. I, got, I went, um, uh, you know, I've been invited a couple times, but the first time I was invited, I was so excited. And I said, oh, my God, let's go to my parents' house and tell them that the president want me to come over. And I, my wife's like, that's a terrible idea. And I was like, no, this is going to make them so happy. I go there, they're watching TV, and my mom's, my mom's cooking something. I said, I have news. And then they were like, what? They turn off the TV. My mom turns off the stove. What is it? And I said, you know, going to the White House. The president, you know, wanted to have dinner with me. And my mom's like, oh, my God, maybe something good will come from this. <laughs> oh, no. He's not going to give me this state or... Oh, yeah. An ambassador, the dinner is the, the good thing. thing. Yeah. Good thing to total, total immigrant. Oh, no. That's amazing. I love that story. <laughs> Indian folks listening around being like, yep, yeah. totally get it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Drake just became the first artist ever to surpass 75 billion streams on Spotify. Hey! And, and he wants to get Big paid. Up Drake. Big up Drake. Wait, what? Insta- he wants to get paid instead of getting like a shiny plaque that I guess they usually send him. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, we should get bonuses like athletes to motivate the future artists to be consistent and competitive, he said. So, talking to Spotify, feel free to send me a LeBron-sized check. I have enough dinner plates. Oh. <laughs> Yo, what the flex? Uh, Spotify ain't doing that. Hell no. Hell no. Uh, clock, yeah, exactly. 
the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, when Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts face off in next week's Super Bowl, this will be the first time two black quarterbacks have gone head to head in a Super Bowl, and the significance of that is really resonating with both players. Uh, Mahomes, who is this is like his third Super Bowl appearance in four years, said mm-hmm. um, uh, to be on the world stage and have two black quarterbacks starting in the Super Bowl. I think it's special. I've learned more and more about the history of black quarterbacks since I've been in this league and the guys that came before me and Jalen set the stage for this. And now I'm just glad that we can set the stage for kids that are coming up now. So huge. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. God, that's a lot of Super Bowl appearances, huh? Mm-hmm. Thank Tom Brady, man. He was in like a million. <laughs> I know. Man. I know. But like, God, man. Uh, speaking of Super Bowl, here's a little bit of the Pepsi Zero Sugar commercial with uh, Steve Martin and Ben Stiller roasting each other. Hi, I'm Ben Stiller. And I'm Steve Martin. As actors, in a way, we never really stop acting. For example, Ben is acting right now like he's not intimidated standing next to me. And Steve's <laughs> acting like he's not lucky to be here. Oh, and Ben's acting like that whole awkward thing he does is a character, not his actual personality. <laughs> and Steve's acting like, ooh, I'm Steve Martin, when really he's not so whatever. You know, you know. See what I mean? Okay. Banjo player. Nepo baby. You know what, Steve? I actually don't want to do this because I'm a huge fan of yours, really. Thank you. And honestly, I'm a big fan of yours. Really? I was acting. So was I. (laughs) (laughs) Two yucksters (laughs) yucking it up. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Brian Cranston was on Hot Ones yesterday. That's the uh, show where they eat hot wings. Love it. uh, Forever Walter White get into all the stuff about their careers and whatnot. Um, the topic of what was the blue meth made out of on Breaking Bad? And uh, I had no idea. How did we not know this before? Has anybody not talked about what the blue meth was? Anyway, here's Brian explaining it. TV methamphetamine, the way we made it, with a little blue tint, is actually rock candy, and the flavor was cotton candy. We were working with our lab down there. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. And I see Aaron Paul reach into our product throw on the methamphetamine in his mouth. I go, you can't eat the product. He goes, you've tasted it. I go, no, I haven't tasted it. And I guess I was still in character because Walter White wouldn't ever. <laughs> right. And he goes, yo, have one. <laughs> what he would say. They rolled the camera and he and I are just talking. We're like eating all the methamphetamine. Yeah, you know what? There's no way you would be able, if I was acting on that show, yeah. you would be able to tell me that this blue meth was actually cotton candy flavored. Right. Because I'd be running through trays. Right. Yes. Because of my sweet tooth. Yes. He does a really good Jesse Pinkman, huh? Oh, yeah. Big time. Because Walter White <laughs> wouldn't ever. Right. And he goes, yo, have one. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Have you guys been watching um, season two of Your, Your Honor? Your Honor? Yep. It's so good. No, I'm waiting until they're all up. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to wait till they're I didn't all even, up. I didn't even know... That there was a season two until I saw yeah. episode one appear on my crave. Yeah. I love it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Can people stop? I don't know how I got associated with the denim thong, 
But everybody's uh, sending me the denim thong. At Roz Weston, by the way, if you want to slide into his DMs. Because you've talked about making these when you were in high school. No, I didn't make a denim thong. I made <laughs> denim shorts. But you said they so, were so short your pocket would hang out. Yeah, but that's far from a thong. So there's a Chinese website called Shine.com. S-H-E-I-N.com. Uh-huh. Uh, S-H-E-I-N and uh, they're selling what they call low-rise booty denim shorts. Mm. Uh, they're actually been on the website since last summer, and they're only now blowing up on social media. They're mostly made of denim, but not full denim, they say. Uh, they do have some other fabrics mixed in, so uh, it doesn't sound like it's like full denim right up your crack. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Maybe it, very like soft. I like guess. Lycra? I, they look like denim. Uh-huh. Um, they come in four different washes and four different si- and sizes between 4 and 14. A lot of them are sold out, 1250 But everybody, for some reason, is like blowing up my DMs, being yeah. like, you would love these. Um, I never said I wore a denim thong, you jackass. Yeah, but you love really short de- This is made this for you. This is not. This is a thong. If this is like what you've been missing. Keep sending Roz the uh, denim no, thong. No. Article or photos at Roz Weston on Twitter and Instagram. Also, over the last week, I will... Oh, my God. Okay, so for some reason, right, it's overnight when people send me the crazy stuff, Mm -hmm. right? That's when my DMs are full from people who are just up all night into the, like, the bowels of social media, (laughs) right? And recently, I've been getting a lot of snake-in-the-toilet stories sent to me, right? Because I I was talking about how I snake check, Mm -hmm. okay? But you people have to understand, you people... Have to understand. You know what I mean? You people have to understand. Okay? When you send me this stuff overnight, Mm -hmm. where I check my phone for the first time every day is sitting on the toilet. In your denim thong? That's when I get all the snake in the toilet stories. Why? So why do you think people are doing that? Because they know. No, because they're mean. At Roz Weston, no, by the way. On Twitter and Instagram. Also TikTok. <laughs> Shut up. That's <laughs> the only thing TikTok. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Uh, Grammys last night. Um, Beyonce becomes the most awarded artist in the history of the Grammys. Uh, The 50th anniversary of uh, hip-hop was something that a lot of people were looking forward to. And when it's the Grammys, it's like you don't know. Like, going into it, you don't know if they're just going to royally screw it up or if they're going to knock it out of the park. Because it can really go either way with the Grammys. Uh, So, Mocha, your take on the 50th anniversary of hip-hop tribute. Um, I love the selection of artists that they chose. Yes. I love that they went era to era, as in they started with the 80s, they ran through some of the 90s stuff, and then early to mid-2000s and brought it to uh, current, Yeah, which was a great representation of 50 years of hip-hop. Um, I thought I was actually surprised that they gave so much time to that segment. It was like 14 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I thought I just assumed it was going to be a quick, like seven minute thing and that they were going to just kind of rush through it just for the sake of saying, Hey, we did something for 50 years of hip hop. So you were happy with it. I was happy. Sham? I'm the opposite. I was disappointed. Yeah. I thought, listen, you're never going to get it right, but I thought they left out a ton of very influential artists in hip hop, Eminem, Snoop, 
you know, ludicrous, no no Biggie or Tupac, like none of that. Mm-hmm. That's weird to be. Really? There was no Biggie or Tupac? That is mm-hmm. weird to me to be celebrating yeah, 50 true. years of hip hop and having none of them. No yeah. Eminem, as I think no, I mentioned. No Eminem. representation of, uh, of, of NWA either. Right? I know Dr. Dre was there that night. Yeah. Right? And he like accepted an award that was named after him. Yeah. Um, but like there was no Ice Cube at least yeah. to kind of represent that really? NWA Interesting. era. And okay. you're right. I think somebody like Eminem should have been on the stage. Yeah. 50 Cent, who 50 Cent, yeah, changed of the landscape yeah. uh, of music in general. No Two Live Crew? Stage. Two Live Crew is not no. there. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> too Short? What about Two Short? Yeah, I mean, Two Short. Yeah, he was. He was. Sto- All right, see, there we go. I'll take Too Short. I'll take Too Short. Run DMC right here. Hello, Cool J. So they gave a lot of time to these uh, yeah. these legends. Yeah, it was great. Sounds good. I was, Sounds I good. was happy. I was very But happy. I'm with you. No uh, no Biggie, no Tupac, no NWA. No M, no Mm-mm. Snoop. No Crazy. M, no Snoop? No. Huh. That's like, and that's not small names. No. <laughs> right? Those, those are names like people who have kind of uh, defined an era of that genre of music. Well, because right? the thing that when you're putting these tributes together, it's like you, you look at where like Snoop, Biggie, and Tupac were, right? Mm-hmm. And then you look at everything that came out after them and you have to say how many of these people are in it now because of these three. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yep. And, and I don't know. Maybe they were asked and they said no. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Uh, the uh, NHL All-Star Game over the weekend. What an embarrassment that was. Oh, my God. They, like, oh, the no. NHL just... They tried oh, to switch it up, right? God, they do yeah. something like on a golf course. Yeah, they had right? golfing in a dunk tank and, like, all this other nonsense. And, jeez. Um, Mitch yeah. Marner... Just doing Florida Tings. I know. I know. <laughs> Um, so I got, I hate when, when, when people do this while they're being interviewed, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, Maury, but so before Mitch Marner went to do his post game interviews, there was like, they had a social challenge for him because everything has to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And the reporter, the, the, the woman running the social says, Hey, here's your challenge in your post game interview. Well, here, listen to her, do it. Listen to her say it. A fun little social challenge for you if you're up for it. Say gator as many times as you can in your post-game interviews. Gator. The challenge was say the word gator as many times as you can in your post-game interview. And then so here's Mitch Marner in his post-game interview. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, Got a lot of gators in this locker room, so it was... uh, it was great to be a part of it. Uh, it was a fun, uh, fun game out there. Yeah, I mean, I think I can say the same playing with him. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, you know, we got a lot of gators in this room, and he was a dog out there, and um, it was fun. He had, uh, I don't know, man, I think they've done a good job of it here. Um, I wish I saw a gator, but there's no gators here, sadly. So there's, not in, there's no gators in Toronto either, but, you know, maybe we'll address Zeus, Zeus up as a gator or something. So I'm sure they'll find a way to try and see what they can improve on, but uh, I think a lot of us had a lot of fun here. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, 
maybe a polar plunge uh, into Lake Ontario. We don't got to worry about gators there, though, so we're fine. Okay, but it's, if nobody knew... It's so rude. ...about it's, the social challenge, and yes. they heard that for the first time, yes. or they're watching the press conference, mm-hmm. they'd be like... What the hell is Mitch Marner on, and why yeah. he keeps mentioning Gators? I know, and it's a, it, you, you're basically wasting everybody's time. I, people would do this in junk. Have you ever had somebody do this in junk this morning? Yes, thousand percent. Yeah, and it's so rude. It's Have you? So, oh my god, yeah, like who? yeah. Shia LaBeouf, uh-huh. um, oh, a whole bunch like of people, a whole bunch of people, right? Where like they'll say to each other before you walk in the room. First of all, you're, I'm flying to a different country, right? I'm staying over. I'm away from my family. I'm all this. All I want is five minutes of just professionalism, right? Like just treat me like a person, not as a goof. And before you walk in the room, if they're in there with somebody else, like the people in the in the room will be like, okay, guys, here's your challenge. During this interview, say the word annals as many times as you can. And then you go in and you're interviewing them and they're just talking nonsense to try and say these words. Throw you off. To throw, no, no, to just make each other laugh. No, I know, but it throws you off. Yeah, because I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. And then you leave the room and they all have a laugh. Mm-hmm. And they've just wasted my time. Like, it's so rude to so, do this. I guess because they're so bored. It, I like, know, but so I'm fun. not. I'm sorry. Don't be bored. No. It's just, it's so unbelievably, so unbelievably rude. Anyway, gators. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Madonna. So uh, Madonna showing up on the uh, Grammys last night, uh, giving a little bit of this speech. I'm here to give thanks to all the rebels out there forging a new path and taking the heat for all of it. You guys need to know, all you troublemakers out there, you need to know that your fearlessness does not go unnoticed. You are seen, you are heard, and most of all, you are appreciated. So what you got last night, though, was people who aren't on TikTok and social media. This was really the first time they had seen Madonna in a very long time. And she's still wearing those stupid grills. Right? So the all the stuff that she's like, she doesn't look like Madonna anymore, right? Mm. And so the reaction to a lot of people was like, come on now, that's not Madonna. Because if you're not on TikTok and social, you haven't seen Madonna in years. Yeah. Because she hasn't really done anything in years. It wasn't shocking in, to me because I, I see her every day you see, you see her every day. You're very much used to it. But if you haven't seen Madonna in like a decade... <laughs> It was right? shocking. My earliest was, memory of Madonna is like early 2000s. Yeah, it was. And last night would have shocked you. It was, yeah. It was shocking for so a, a lot of people. They like, were, it was like it wasn't like people. Lady people screaming? weren't even being mean. They were just like, that is not no, Madonna. It was mm. Mocha, it wasn't like who's that old lady. It's no. what happened to Madonna's face. Yeah. Like oh. like it was it was it was shocking to uh to a lot of people. But um but yeah, what did you think of her speech, Maury, real quick? I, she can never say anything wrong to me. Okay. Oh wow. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, where are we here? Uh, Madonna. So everybody's talking about, uh, because if you're not like hardcore online, right? Like in TikTok and everything. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. 
because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Thing else, you haven't seen Madonna. Like, if you're just a regular sort of person who doesn't live their life following everything, you probably haven't seen Madonna in many years. Mm-hmm. And she's had she a lot of fillers, a lot of everything else that everybody's doing to their face. And when she showed up on the Grammys, this was the first time a lot of people saw Madonna. And it was shocking. And a lot of people were like, wow, that does looks nothing like Madonna. Mm-hmm. And that had become the story. She's been trending since Sunday. And so first Madonna tweeted, uh, the world is threatened by my power and my stamina, my intelligence and my will to survive, but they will never break me. This is all a test. And then she followed that up on Instagram saying, instead of focusing on what I said in my speech, which was about giving thanks for the fearlessness of artists like Sam and Kim, many people chose only to talk about close-up photos taken of me with a long lens camera by a press photographer that would distort anyone's face. Well, it's not how that works. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, I'm caught in the glare of ageism and misogyny and the uh, that permeates the world we live in, a world that refuses to celebrate women past the age of 45 and feels like the need to punish her if she continues to be strong-willed, hardworking, and adventurous. I will never apologize for any of the creative choices I have made, nor the way I look or dress, and I'm going to, and I'm not going to start. Uh, I have been degraded by the media since the beginning of my career, which is true, but I understand that this is all a test and I'm happy to be uh, the trailblazing so that other women behind me can have an easier time in the years to come. In the words of Beyonce, you won't break my soul. Uh, I look forward to many more years of subversive behavior, pushing boundaries, standing up to the patriarchy, and most of all, enjoying life. Bow down, bitches, is what Madonna wow. said. Hey, that's mad at that. I'm not mad at that, but I, yeah. I, I think that there's a point that's that's missed, which is when she says, I've never apologized for any of the creative choices I've made. And then when she goes on to say that, um, she'll continue to be a strong-willed, hardworking, and adventurous woman. These are all the things we love about Madonna, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's 100%. like like when she says that the world is threatened by my power and stamina. I'm like, no, that's what we love about you, right? Is your power and your stamina and your creativity and your hardworking and your strong-willed and everything else. And that's not what people were saying, no, right? Were, people were people weren't shocked by your hard work and your stamina. Like we're in awe of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like still, really. It's Madonna, yeah. right? Nobody's tweeting like work harder. No, no, no. It, it was just that what, it was she it was it? it was shocking to people, right? Well, she spun it with the long with the long lens, mm. right? That's the sort of that's the like I can't believe on, on TikTok there's even like plastic surgeons and stuff breaking down what they see of her face and where they think she had work done. Sure, like, this took on a whole new life. Sure, sure, sure. Yes, but um, but I listen. I I, I do feel for Madonna that she feels that she. I feel for anybody who feels that they have to do that stuff because. I don't know who they do it for. Yeah. Right? Like, well, I don't, for themselves, I guess. It's, right? it's only for themselves. It's, and, it, and I don't know where they, like, the, I get the pressure of, like, aging Inse- and stuff like insecurity. this. Insecurity. And, and I, like, mm-hmm, I do. Yeah. I really, I feel I'm completely empathetic to all of that. Uh, it sucks. Getting old sucks. But, you know, it's really a rich person thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's, this is the sort of world that she lives in. We don't live in that world. We don't no. live in Madonna's world at all. Oh, my God. Anyway, looking forward to that tour. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. So the woman who took Prince Harry's virginity has come forward. <laughs> what? Because he talked about this in his book. Yeah. Right? 
and described that it was in a field behind a pub and she was an older woman and everything else. And uh, I guess she's come forward because he wrote about it. Mm-hmm. But here is... Isn't uh, yours similar in your Shush, book? you shut up, Maury. Um, this is uh, <laughs> Sasha Walpole. Um, talking about uh, Sasha talk, what? Sasha Walpole. <laughs> Walpole. Yeah, yeah. W a l p o l e. Uh, Sasha Walpole. So here, behind a pub. This in, in a grassy knoll, like behind a behind a pub. So here's a little bit of her and a little bit of Harry's book, and then more of her. I've kept this a secret for 21 years. I would never have said anything if he hadn't have put it in his book. Hi, I'm Sasha Walpole. I'm here to tell my story. In my words, I am the lady that Prince Harry wrote about in his book, who he lost his virginity to. Inglorious episode with an older woman. She liked horses quite a lot and treated me not unlike a young stallion. Quick ride, (laughs) after which she'd smacked my rump and sent me off to graze. Among the many things about it that were wrong, it happened in a grassy field behind a busy pub. I don't mind Harry (laughs) writing that it was inglorious in his book. It wasn't that glorious. We were drunk and having sex in a field. It's never going to be glorious. I didn't know Harry was a virgin at the time. It wasn't until probably the next morning when I actually thought about it. I was a bit, oh no, not because of him being a prince. It was just the fact that I'd slept with one of my friends and it was Harry. Then it kind of dawned on me that perhaps he was because obviously he'd never really had a girlfriend, I suppose, that I knew of. You know, it was just a, a quickie in the field. <laughs> he may have been Prince Harry to everyone else, but to me, it was just Harry. We were mates. Mm-hmm. Harry was one of the boys. He was um, a laugh. He was a lad. He, you know, we had really good times. Uh, we hung out. He was good fun to be around. Mm-hmm. He was a good friend. Sounds like it. Harry wrote in his book that I gave yeah. him a slap on the bum. I gave him a little squeeze as well. It was a bit of fun. He had a peach bum. He was young. I'm surprised <laughs> Harry put it in his book. It was such a long time ago. We were teenagers. Um, it just doesn't really seem a big deal to me because I've known for so long. Nobody from back then would be surprised that it was me and Harry. A lot of people knew about it. Um, people would be more surprised that I no longer work with horses at the moment. I'm actually a digger driver. Um, our lives have gone in different oh, directions yeah. since then. So. Um, if I seen him in the streets, I would like to think that we could go for a drink. We were really good friends back then. And I wish him all the best. So, You're not going to see him in the streets. No. Like, right? <laughs> Shout out so, to Harry, man. So he's, he describes her as an older woman in the book, right? Yeah. So Carrie at the time was 16, and this was her 19th birthday party. What? Well, how old was he? 16. Oh. Only three years? She was 19? Yeah. When he said... Right? But he calls her, no, like, when he he calls says, her with an older woman. Yeah, when it's older woman, I thought maybe like... 30s. Yes. Right? Not a 30s old, but like no, to a 16 but year old. Yeah, yes, of course. Right? But it was, she invited him, because there's pictures of the two of them from back then. It's but she, she invited him to the poop uh, for her birthday party. And yeah. that makes she sense, was, though. She was turning yeah, 19. 16 to 19 is in the same box you check off. I, yeah, I know. No, but I think to you. a 16 year old, a 19 year old is super old. But not a, you don't describe her as an older woman. Oh, yeah. back then, yeah. No. You could have said, like, she was just a, she was She's older a than teenager. me. Still, yeah. you don't just desc- when you're 16, you don't describe somebody just turned 19 as an older woman. Like anyway, so she there she is. All right, she's out. She's out. He said, "Yeah, peach bottom." I know. I heard that <laughs> peach bottom. Jeez. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Lizzo last night at the uh, Grammy Awards. Uh, this is Lizzo. A lot of people said one of the best speeches of the night. Yep. Is that uh, is that yeah, the deal? Uh, this is Lizzo winning record of the year. Let me tell you something. Me and Adele having a good time just enjoying ourselves, just rooting for our friends. So this is an amazing night. This is so unexpected. Um. Okay. Now that I'm up here and I'm calm. 
I want to dedicate this award to Prince. My sister. Um, when we lost Prince, I decided to dedicate my life to making positive music. And um, <laughs> I was like, I don't care if my positivity bother you, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and this was at a time when positive music and feel-good music wasn't mainstream at that point. And I felt very misunderstood. I felt on the outside looking in. But I stayed true to myself because I wanted to make the world a better place. So I had to be that change to make the world a better place. There's so many goaded artists. This is my last time up here. Beyonce. Whew. Yes, queen. In the fifth grade, I skipped school to see you perform. <laughs> my sister, she got me out of school. It was literature. I'm good. <laughs> and um, where are you at, Beyonce? My eyes are wet. <laughs> you changed my life. You, you sang that gospel medley, and the way you made me feel, I was like, I want to make people feel this way with my music. So thank you so much. You clearly are the artist of our lives. I love you. God bless y'all. Uh, yeah. And then she yelled out. That is a great speech. She yelled out, we got an effing Grammy, right? Yes. That's how, that's how it ended. Awesome. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, there's something in there, Mocha. I want to. You wonder if you can play this for me. It's uh, it's the uh, somebody uh, ruined Lady Gaga's song, um, mm-hmm. Poker Face. It's Lady Gaga's Poker Face, done as a 1940s Western swing song. Again, what? Lady Gaga's Poker Face, done as a 1940s Western swing song. You're thinking the same thing I am, Hashem, which is, I don't know why, but it sounds racist. It's so racist. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Lori Boy's in there like, y'all, this is amazing. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. When will we get the fifth and final season of Stranger Things? Uh, because Netflix no. released all of their, they put out that big trailer of like all the stuff they got coming out this year. Yeah. And Stranger Things wasn't on it, but that was sort of understandable because they usually tease stuff like that and they always do a big showy announcement. But Finn Wolfhard was doing an interview with GQ and he may have let it slip when we could get the final season of Stranger Things. And if you do the math... And according to Finn, unless he's screwed up, it won't be this year. Ugh. It may not even be next year. Come on. What? So here, listen to, here's Finn Wolfhard. I can't believe season five will be the final season. Crying, crying, crying. What's your favorite BTS Stranger Things memory? I hope you all stay friends. Cross fingers emoji. Two hearts spinning around and then pray hands. Yeah, I hope we all stay friends too. I don't think there's any way for us not uh, to stay friends because we're kind of bonded f- 
forever, uh, I would say. I can't really believe that it's the fifth season either. By the time it comes out, I will be 22, I think. And I started working on the show at 12. That is insane. And uh, I'll be able to drink with Gaten and Caleb and Noah and the whole cast at the premiere of Stranger Things 5, which couldn't have said the same thing at the season one premiere, which blows my mind. So when's so, Finn Wolfhard turning 22? December 23rd, 2024. Oh, my God. What? Come on. Yeah, that ain't fair. Yeah. He just turned 20 this past December. So what? Like, So unless they release it at Christmas? Yeah. That's going to be 2024. So unless they release it Christmas 2024, he's not going to be fully 22 until like... 2025. I don't think they even start filming till this May. Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. Long time. Long time. I thought they filmed, I was under the assumption that they filmed these last two seasons back, back to back. To back no, I think to David keep Harper the, said they start this May. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was like to keep the continuity of the um, their ages. No, because right? they're doing a time jump, remember. Right, so it right. does make that's, sense that's for the them only to thing that they that they did say. If they're still doing a time jump, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know. And could Yellowstone be coming to an end abruptly? What? what? So Paramount Network could be ending Yellowstone, at least the way Yellowstone is now. But they're trying to extend the franchise with a new show, sort of expanding the universe even farther. So insiders claim Kevin Costner is reportedly having disagreements over his shooting schedule. And that has caused a major issue with all the other actors on the show. So Deadline sources claim that Kevin originally allotted himself 65 days to shoot the first part of the current fifth season, mm -hmm. but ended up only wanting to shoot 50 days. So he gave himself 65 days, and then when they actually started shooting, he said, no, I'm going to do 50. And now that they're shooting the second part of this season, Kevin Costner apparently only wants to spend one week filming. Oh, that's it? So this is causing a huge oh. riff. Now, Paramount, uh, a spokesman for Paramount shot down the rumors um, saying, we have no news to report. Kevin Costner is a big part of Yellowstone, and we hope that that's the case for a long time to come. But here's where things get interesting, because the name Matthew McConaughey was floated as far as being somebody that they were interested in expanding that universe with. To come into the No, the do a whole new show. Oh, right? separate. To, to do okay. a whole new show. And so, rumor, right? Mm -hmm. Now, Paramount's statement, they actually name drop Matthew McConaughey and oh. say, thanks to the brilliant mind of Taylor Sheridan, who's the creator of the show, we are always working on franchise expansions of this incredible world he has built. Matthew McConaughey is a phenomenal talent with whom we'd love to partner. So you don't get them sort of name dropping on a rumor unless they're actually in talks to do something with Matthew mm -hmm. McConaughey. Because they already, talks are happening. they already have 1883 and they already have 1923. Mm -hmm. But I think that they could do with another sort of contemporary, maybe in Texas or in some other you know, ranching sure. state or wherever the hell it is, right? So no more John Dutton? Maybe not. Maybe not. He may he may have killed the show with uh, not wanting to well, actually Rip shoot the show. Rip is not going to be happy. Right? At all. You want to fight someone, <laughs> fight me. Oh, you going to piss off Rip. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Jimmy's gonna come back. Oh, uh, bet Jimmy! <laughs> come on, he's gonna be so mad. Jimmy's gonna come back. He's gonna get you. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast.
Uh, there's a new animated series brought to you by the same people who did the Spider-Man one. The um, what was it called? Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. Uh, it's called Agent Elvis. Oh yeah. It's about uh, Elvis as a uh, secret spy. It's voiced by Matthew McConaughey. What? Here's a little tease. It's coming to Netflix of Agent Elvis. Every once in a while, man accomplishes the impossible. All it takes is someone with a dream. Because when a man dreams, <laughs> he can change the world. Okay. Okay. So. You got me when you said it was by the same people yeah. that did Into the Spider-Verse. So it looks very similar to uh, a couple that's of that's my the, favorite Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. So this all comes. So it's Elvis as a secret agent, right? Like he's uh, like fighting crime and like guns and doing, and doing kung fu and stuff like this. Yeah. But this all comes from an actual conversation that Elvis had with Richard Nixon in 1970, where Elvis went to Richard Nixon to ask to be like badged for a special task force on drugs and narcotics where what? he wanted to be a secret agent and got a mutual friend to set up the meeting where in that meeting he was with Nixon for 30 minutes. It was apparently one of the weirdest meetings to ever happen in the Oval Office and there's some weird stuff that's gone down in the Oval Office over the years. But you're Elvis, like the yes. most famous rock star in the <laughs> yes. entire world. Like nobody gonna know you? <laughs> yes, what do nobody. they do? Put like glasses and a fake mustache <laughs> that on you? is the whole thing <laughs> is that Elvis thought that he could be a secret agent <laughs> and Nixon was like, I don't know if I should even like, what is going on with this guy? <laughs> yeah. And so at the end of it, like you do with the child i think nixon wound up making him like an honorary agent oh no <laughs> right <laughs> like it was a plastic bag yeah, like something Here like that Elvis. yeah so at the end of it all at the end <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the meeting nixon was like okay you're we can make you an honorary agent yeah and there's that famous picture of elvis and nixon shaking hands in the oval office and that's what went down is that elvis went there as the most famous face in the world yeah to ask the president of the united states to make him a secret agent Shake on it. <laughs> Shake on it so it's official. Bro, it's so it's such a crazy story because Elvis's family at the time were like super worried that he was spending too much money and they were gonna do an intervention and drugs. He was on so many drugs, and then I guess as a way to sort of get people off his ass because of all the drugs and stuff he was doing, he thought that he would go and work for like the, the drug enforcement agency and the FBI to help bust drug rank. Like I was Isn't that whole, what Steven Seagal does yes, now? It's a whole thing. <laughs> Elvis. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> right? The balls on that guy. My God. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Aaron DeSilly uh, from Edmonton, Alberta, went into city council and uh, pulled this stunt. So I guess he went in to prove that climate change isn't a huge issue. And he proved this by giving a brief speech uh, while he ate like a hot chili, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that was all part of his logic. Listen to, listen to Aaron explain it. I kind of wanted to demonstrate that climate change is not a huge issue because I brought a chili pepper and I was going to eat it and show that even if something does heat up a little bit, it's not the end of the world. So the oh. pepper's heating up a little bit, but it's not a big issue. I wanted to demonstrate that. Because a lot of people say that if Canada was to heat up, it would be the end of the world. <laughs> but South America is way warmer than Canada. And people vacation there all the time. <laughs> so for someone to say that it would be the end of the world, for something like that to happen, I think it's ludicrous. <laughs> Thank you. 
Jackass. I don't know, man. It sounded sound like that chili pepper hit a little too hard, bro. Um, so, you can't fake it. I know, bro. Come this, on now. Right, this part right Idiot. here. This part right here. It would be the end of the world for something like that to happen. I think it's ludicrous. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Get on that glass of milk. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So... The Daily Mail uh, brought out their lip reader to find out what J-Lo said to Ben Affleck when she sort of like slapped him in the chest yeah. at the Grammys uh, the of other night. Of course they did. So, <laughs> so, so first off, so J-Lo, there was a picture of J-Lo and Ben at the Grammys and J-Lo actually commented on it saying, uh, always the best time with my love, my husband. Uh-huh. So she's just playing it like we had a great night, couples yeah. night. But somebody um, that they, so the lip reader that the Daily Mail hired in that moment that Ben sort of went in said something to her tried to kiss her or whatever and then she slaps him in the chest and then says something to him yeah what the lip reader said JLo said to Ben was stop look more friendly look motivated so take that for whatever it is but apparently that is what was said stop look more friendly look motivated because you could tell during that show that like her publicist must have been blowing up her phone oh right? yeah Being tell like, him to you smile gotta, you gotta get that guy to smile man uh, well i read right? what a source said or something that he was exhausted from filming and stuff and that she was supportive and understood but sure he wanted to be there for her, he, but he was just tired ben affleck always looks miserable uh-huh. like look at any picture of ben affleck out in public he looks miserable all the time mm-hmm. right maybe that is and i and i get this i understand this right yes maybe, you do maybe that was ben affleck having fun Right. right. Did it look like to you as someone who looks that way when they really are having fun? Like, I would have looked like that all night, not been on television. And uh-huh. if somebody went, hey, how was the Grammys? I would have went, I had a great time. <laughs> but you if tell? you film me, I would look exactly like Ben Affleck. <laughs> I understand. Like, maybe that is Ben Affleck <laughs> having the time of his life. He needs to talk to you, sir, so he can feel seen. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, TikToker Al Mastana. Uh, she was a seat filler at the Grammys, and one of her seat assignments was to sit with and very close to Ben Affleck and J-Lo. Oh, and so she saw it all play out. Uh-huh. Like when J-Lo realized that Ben had become a meme and like yeah. all of this stuff, and she just kept like observing the dynamic between them and even when j-lo said something to ben she, and then she put all of this on tiktok <gasps> listen so i didn't know the meme about ben affleck like being upset at award shows like i didn't know that was a thing but and we also didn't talk to them because ben affleck didn't look happy so i didn't want to talk to him oh, no. and be like oh my god goodwill hunting is one of my favorite movies like you're my hero because i didn't feel like doing that and I didn't want to be embarrassed so don't judge me for that it was scary I was just so lucky to be right next to them JLo showed 
Ben Affleck the phone and was like, oh my God, honey, look at this meme circulating about you. And he was oh, like, no. oh God, this again. Like he knew during the performance that he was a meme. Like he knew and he also chose just not to change his expression. Like I love how unbothered that is. So I know that she was like on her phone and saw it and was like, honey, this is so funny. Like, look at this. And he was like, Jesus Christ. Um, but they were super lovey-dovey. Like their hands were always intertwined. I don't like, I don't know how to describe it, but they just were. Also, they left early and Ben like, like, took the skirt of her dress and lifted it up too much. <laughs> and Jayla was like, honey! <laughs> it was really silly. <laughs> so I'm so terrible with, like, like people's handles on TikTok and Instagram. So I, I call this woman almost Donna, mm -hmm. but it's almost Anna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Almost Donna, right? Almost very Donna. easy to, very, very Ooh. easy mistake to make. Okay. Almost Donna. <laughs> Almost Donna. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Pam Anderson in Toronto. Hi, Pam. Promoting her book and her documentary and everybody else. Uh, she was uh, up at ET Canada yesterday and sort of going back. So in, in the book, Pam claimed that when she was on um, uh, Home Improvement with Tim Allen, that he flashed her. Mm -hmm. And... Um, he denied it, and it was such a very specific story, though, and what Pam claims that he had said and everything else. So uh, this is uh, uh, Pam uh, sort of addressing Tim Allen's now denial. Uh, I just want to ask what you think yeah. about Tim Allen denying any allegations that you've he flashed you on the set of Home Improvement. What do you make of his response? Well, he can, he was, it was funny. It was the first day of filming, and I was in my dressing room, and I came out, and then he came out of his dressing room, and he had this robe on, and he goes... And, I, and, he, and he closed it and he goes, now we're even. I've seen you naked. You've seen me naked. Now we can start the show. Yeah. So um, how could you make that up? Right. I mean, then he ran, specific. Then he ran back into his room and then he was embarrassed all day and acting like a little giddy schoolboy. I was like, okay, yeah, you can't make that stuff up. But, you know, he has to deny it because look at the times we're in. Wait a minute. So this happened on the first day, her first day? I guess, yes, her first day on, oh my uh, God. on Tim Allen's show. Because she was just, had just done Playboy and all yeah, this yeah, other yeah. stuff. So I guess... He was like, Flash, I've seen you naked, now you've seen me naked. It's now. Jeez, the girl's first day of work? I don't know, man. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Rihanna is reportedly gearing up to announce a global tour. Oh, boy. Now, it doesn't say Rihanna is also releasing a new album. No. It just says that Rihanna is gearing up to hit the road. So does that also mean new album or would she tour without new music? No, nah, new album as well. You and think I, so? I, bet, I bet it gets announced right yeah. after the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think new album for sure, but I think yeah. she could still make money because she's been away for so long. Mm -hmm. She could still make money doing a world tour, but yeah. uh, it would help if she has the, the new album. Right, I don't do. You, I don't think that it would. Hurt. I don't think it's going to help ticket. Like, I don't think she needs a new album to no, tour no, at no, all. No, right, no. like she certainly doesn't need a new album. No, she can you know go on tour without it. Like easily. a greatest hits tour, something like that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Right? Of course. She's I mean, it would them. be. It, it that's would what Madonna's be. doing. It would be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So that's what's uh, that's what's happening. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, did you get that other clip more? Yeah, it's clip two. Thank you. Um, so controversy around the Call Her Daddy podcast. So uh -oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna play you the clip that uh, Alex Cooper, who's the host of the Call Her Daddy podcast, uh, released, and and then get your thoughts on it before we clear things up. Okay. So here's the clip. I have to tell you, I was a huge Maroon 5 fan, and I'm glad that you agreed to sit down with me today 
and discuss the scandal surrounding the infidelity in your marriage. What? How many times did you cheat with women that you met on Instagram? So, yo, so she is she talking? She got to be talking to Adam Levine then. So, Bahati Prinsloo, who is Adam Levine's wife, and they just had another baby. Yeah. Um, underneath that tease, replied with the words or letters, "LOL." No, I didn't hear it. No, no, no. She, in the replies on oh, Instagram. Oh, in the replies. Sorry, sorry, sorry. In the replies on Instagram. Okay. Simply replied with "LOL." Uh huh. And then so. Here's who she's actually talking to. It is not Adam Levine. It's Adam Devine. How many times did you cheat with women that you met on Instagram? Zero times. <laughs> it's Adam <laughs> Devine, not Adam Levine. Thank God. Thank God. Because <laughs> so, you remember when Adam Levine was going Man. through all that, Adam Devine got killed on Instagram because people kept confusing them to the point of where he had to go on instant say, I am not Adam Levine. He is a different guy and a worse singer. We ah! are, however, Got <laughs> naming our future baby Sumner because that was the woman who Adam oh, Levine allegedly had an affair with. And you know what? I love Adam Devine. He's, yes. He's so funny. Yes, but that was a huge troll. Like oh, Adam, like Adam Levine's people on. had to release a, a statement and deny it all to... All the tabloids and everything else. Come on, call the daddy podcast. <laughs> that was like the ultimate. Ah! Gotti! <laughs> ultimate. Ultimate got him. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, well, I don't know what went on at the, the Grammys with Cardi B, Offset, and Quavo. So they came out to do the tribute, right? Is that what happened? No, no Quavo did. Quavo, Quavo not, did. Not offset. not Offset. Okay. It was just Quavo sitting on a stool yes. next to uh, an empty stool. Okay. So Offset wasn't there to sort of honor takeoff. Correct. Correct. And that's what this fight is because apparently backstage, Cardi B was yelling at the two of them. Yeah. Because it was right up until the performance was to start yeah. that the two of them were arguing about both of them being on stage. Really? Were both of them mm-hmm. supposed to be on stage? Well, I don't know so what So Quavo the- didn't let Offset be Cor- a part of it? Correct. Well, well there's been beef, right, for, for the last little while between Offset and the other two, well... Because the other two yeah. went off and did their own thing. Gotcha, right? did their gotcha, own gotcha. Album, okay. Right? So here's the clip from... And it's uh, weird. Like, and they're all, like, related. They're all family members. Yeah, like, yeah. One is an uncle, the like, other one's a cousin. Yeah, it's like cousin, cousin, uncle, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so here is... You'll hear Cardi B yelling, and then you'll hear Kevin Frazier from E.T. asking Cardi about it. So what went down? It appears tensions boiled over between the remaining members of Migos, Cardi's husband Offset, and his cousin Quavo. I heard you back here settling some stuff. The only thing I settled was my outfit, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn. The two reportedly got into a physical fight. Offset upset because he felt Quavo blocked him from performing for Takeoff's In Memoriam tribute. Today, Offset denied the fight on Twitter. How important was it to be here tonight to perform? Very important. Long little takeoff. <laughs> wow. That's right. that's some family drama, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, that's some family drama. Messy. Jeez, that's so messy. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. 
Uh, let's do Aaron Rodgers. We were talking about rich people stuff when we were talking about Madonna. Mm-hmm. This is rich people stuff. <laughs> like, this is like, oh, my God. So Aaron Rodgers still deciding on what his future in the NFL is like, mm-hmm. right? So now he's going to take some time. Rich guy stuff. Also, white guy stuff. Aaron Rodgers is going to take, you know what I mean, Shem? You know what I mean, right? Facts. Oh, thank you. Aaron Rodgers is going to go on a darkness isolation retreat to ponder his future. What? Listen to this. It's four nights of complete darkness. It's a darkness <laughs> retreat. I've had you know a number of friends who've done it and had some profound uh, experiences. And it's something that's been on my radar for a few years now, and I felt like it'd be awesome to do regardless of where I was leaning coming up in a couple weeks it's a room it's a little house there's a two-way like a little slot that they'll they'll drop in uh, some food for you no music no nothing just myself bro that's freaking four days that's solitary confinement in a black room four days with a slot where they feed you (laughs) solitary confinement yeah yep right like come on now guys come on now why would you want to do that? Right? Rich white guy stuff. Thank you. For real. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, uh, so we know now what is going to replace James Corden when he walks away from the Late Late Show uh, later, later this spring. Apparently, CBS is now done with late night talk shows. Hmm. And so this show debuted, the Late Late Show debuted. 28 years ago, 1995, mm-hmm. originally hosted by Tom Snyder. Then it was Craig Kilborn, then Craig Ferguson, then James Corden. Mm. And what they're doing now is they're rebooting an old Comedy Central game show called At Midnight. Okay. So they're replacing James Corden with a game show. I think that would do well. Like because a game show? I think that's more entertaining. I think because anything in that time slot would do well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because that's anything that went viral from Corden's show was always like the games or yeah. the the bits. So I think that that's what they're doing. Uh, that's what they're doing. Uh, the original host, Chris Hardwick, uh, who hosted the original show, is not expected to return. That name sounds familiar. Chris Hardwick? Yeah. And then he had like his wife accused him of... Um, violence and all this stuff so his name maybe that's where i know it from the news maybe 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 uh but stephen colbert is going to be um producing this version of the show and uh he's still going to continue on with the late show his own show of course uh he's also going to continue producing uh the comedy central series tuning out as well as uh the news and the hell of a week with charlamagne the god show i didn't know colbert produced that show Mm mm-hmm Wow, I didn't know that. Charlotte means like a, a guest uh, on Chris Hardwick. I just Googled him. Now I know where I know him from. Where do you know him from? Uh, remember when The Walking Dead, at the height of its popularity on AMC, yeah. they would have the post show where they yes. would talk about that latest episode? Oh, he's the guy. He's the host. That's where I know him yeah, from. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Talking Dead was Talking the, Dead. Was the yeah, name yeah, yeah. of that show. Uh-huh. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, the new uh, Ashton Kutcher, Reese Witherspoon movie, Your Place or Mine, romantic comedy, oh, you know, super wait. light, everything else. Yeah. But the controversy is they've been doing all these red carpet appearances together and people find it weird that while they're posing together on the red carpet that they don't touch each other. Like there's no pictures of them on the carpet, like with his arm around her or like a hand on a shoulder, nothing. When they pose mm. together, it's like there's a, a gap in between them in every picture. And everybody's been pointing it out how super weird it is. Is it on purpose, you think? Well, here is Ashton Kutcher on uh, the uh, Chicks in the Office podcast. Hold on. My wife called me. She texted Reese and I together. And she's like, guys, 
you got you gotta like you gotta like act like you like each other. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? He like, says it looks like you guys are in a school photo. <laughs> here's the thing, okay? All right, here's the thing. If I put my arm around her and was like all friendly with her, I'd be having an affair with her. Yeah. Like that would the rumor <laughs> right. would be that I'm having an affair with her. <laughs> right, right. If I stand next to her, I put my hands in the, my pockets, so there's no chance that like that could be the yeah. rumor. The rumor is we don't like each yeah, other. Yeah, you guys hate each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. Reese and I are really good friends. <laughs> We're really close. I don't have to defend he, that. He's overthinking the picture. I don't have to defend it. <laughs> I can't hear very well because I'm hard of hearing in one ear and I can only hear in the other. I don't oh, no. know who's yelling my name, but I know there's a lot of people yelling, Reese, Ashton, over here, over here, look at this one, look at that one, look at that. And at a certain point, you're looking and you're like, God, this is really something. Okay, which one? Look at the camera. Got it. Okay, are we done? Mm-hmm. Awesome. For like 20 minutes. If you're going to tell me in that entire 20-minute period, at one point, you're not going to have an awkward face on. <laughs> then you're better than I am, and I'm cool with that. <laughs> I didn't know no. he was hard of hearing in one ear. No, no. Uh, he's not wrong, though. Yeah. No, I know. But, but it's the exact thing that happened, right? Yeah. It's like you can't do, you're not going to come out of that unscathed. Yeah. There's damned no, if you do, damned if you don't. Exactly. But that it, movie, like, ah, it's very, it's very predictable, totally. right? yeah. This is by watching the trailer. Yeah. I cannot wait. I know. Same. Have you watched any of that 90s, the new one, that 90s show no, with him? No, I haven't got around to it I, yet. Uh, we started watching it last week. Yeah. I like it a you lot. You do? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was a big fan of 70s show. Yeah. He's on that. He comes back in that, too. Yeah, with Mila Kunis. And apparently yeah. Mila, Mila Kunis, when, found out, uh, when she found out that they were doing the 90s show, she told Ashton Kutcher that it didn't matter how terrible the script was, they were going to do it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, we're, she's like, yeah. we're doing this. Yeah. Wow. The, the script isn't like the best, yeah. but it's yeah. just nostalgic. You have something it's, in your teeth. Do, you do to, I? You want me to tell you when you have something in your yeah, teeth? Of yeah, of course. Yeah, you have something right in the middle? Teeth. No, other one over. That one. No, no. I would go back the other way. That one right there. Yeah. Oatmeal, maybe? It's distracting. Let me see. Yeah, it's gone. You're, You're good. good for telling him that. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, Thank you. The uh, estate of Michael Jackson is reportedly nearing the sale of Michael Jackson's music catalog. And all like this is what all the big stars have been doing, right? Selling off the publishing rights. Uh-huh. Springsteen did it for like $600 million. Bob Dylan did it for like $200 million. Okay, uh, Justin Bieber just did it. They're thinking about it or they're going to do it? They're negotiating right now. So who, you mentioned, who had $600 million? Um, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen sold his for $600 million. I will say this. Part of this deal, okay, uh, that gives the publishing of uh, for the purchase of 50% interest in Michael Jackson's publishing, wow. which includes MJ the musical on Broadway and the upcoming um, biopic Michael and all the other uh, and all other assets. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so according to TMZ, 48-year-old Leonardo DiCaprio is not dating 19-year-old model, Eden Poloni. Polani. So that's why he was trending. So they say they are not dating. Uh, according to a source, they say that they were at an event or out and just happened to be seated together and were hanging out in the same group. Always side by side, though? I don't know. 
because that was the big story because we know the the goof is that Leonardo DiCaprio, as soon as his girlfriends get to, what, 25, mm-hmm. 24, 25, that they're out of his life. And he has a long history and a track record of, of doing exactly that. And so next he showed up and the, the story was that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was 48, dating somebody who was 29 years younger than he was. Next. Uh, a 19-year-old model. That's a yeah. big age difference right there. I saw a meme where they were comparing it to uh, Pedro Pascal and the uh, the young girl that he's with. Oh, uh, damn. Like, no, because it's the same it's age. That's the same age it's difference. Exact, oh, right? no. oh, And the yeah. same exact age. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. Right. Damn, Leo. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I have to be oh, seated somewhere else. I know. <laughs> like, avoid situations uh-huh. like that. Right. Like yes. if you know if you know you're sitting where you're sitting and who's sitting beside you, yes. I would politely ask to be seated well, maybe somewhere. He was right. Trying. Maybe he wanted to be with right. Her. Like if you have if you walk into a room, Leo, okay, and you see somebody there and they're attractive, and if you want to like sit beside him, if you have to say, excuse me, would you mind moving your sticker book? <laughs> okay, not the girl for you. A high sticker book. <laughs> a good one. Right? Yeah, yeah. Move along. Uh-huh. Move along. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, I got to play you this. This is uh, footage from the 80s, and uh, it was blown up on TikTok. The 80s? From the 80s. And this is, I think it happened, I think it's Texas. I think by the accents it's Texas or somewhere southern U.S. somewhere. Um, But this is when the state was trying to bring in new drinking and driving laws that I don't know whether it was having an open container in your car was no longer going to be allowed or they were going to change the blood alcohol level, but people were not happy that they were not allowed to drink in their cars anymore. Listen to this. Still, any attempt to restrict drinking and driving here is viewed by some as downright undemocratic. It's kind of getting common this when a fella can't put in a hard day's work, put in 11, 12 hours a day, and then get in your truck and at least drink one or two beers. <laughs> They're making it laws where you can't drink when you want to. You can't. You have to wear a seat belt when you're driving. And pretty soon we're gonna be a communist country. <laughs> Would you say pretty soon we're, we're gonna, gonna be-, be a communist country? Oh, <laughs> yeah. That so first wait. that first guy said communism too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pretty soon we're gonna be a communist country. By the way, in the clip, her child, infant, is sitting next to her in the front seat of the car. Oh my God! Just Probably not on, wearing a seat on belt. the seat. Just sitting on this seat. Pretty soon we're going to become this country. <laughs> so why was this? All of a sudden it just like showed know, up online just, again? Yeah, it just blew up because people were like, you don't know like how long ago things happened. And, and this wasn't like, you know, the 1940s or whatever. Like this was the 80s where people were like, what do you mean I can't get in my truck and drink? Still, any attempt to restrict drinking and driving here is viewed by some as downright undemocratic. It's kind of getting common this when a fella can't put in a hard day's work, put in 11, 12 hours a day, and then get in your truck and at least drink one or two beers. They're making it laws where you can't drink when you want to. You, can't, you have to wear a seat belt when you're driving. And pretty soon we're going to be calm in this country. <laughs> well, golly. I, th- I think that you can, I still think that you can drink in an Uber in Texas. Oh, I think that you can drink in any vehicle that is if you're paying the person to get you from A to B. I think it's totally legal. There's no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in. My God, where were we? We were in. Um, Don't say uh, we like me and you. No, where was like, I? Where, the secret where rendezvous. Where were we? Where were we? We were somewhere. I was on a shoe free to Canada, maybe a Uber or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the guy we had, we were in this big pickup truck, and the their driver like 
just stopped at a, at a gas station and bought a six-pack of beer because it was the end of the shoot day and just started handing them out to us while we were, like, in the truck. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. We were like, okay. <laughs> Wait, did he have one, too? He had one. Oh. Yes. Oh, my God. How far was the drive? Not far. 25 minutes, oh something like God. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a quick sip to hold yeah, you over. I was like, okay, whatever. I got no problem. You got no problem. Uh-huh. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, hey, do you have any interest in uh, listening to Whoopi Goldberg find out what a thirst trap is? Oh, my God. Okay, so this went what? down. Okay, so this went down on The View. They were talking about that picture that Tom Brady posted where he oh. was in where he was in his underpants and his, hand, and his hand was, yeah, like, strategically yeah, yeah. placed in front of his... Thirst uh, trap, for real. Right? Okay, so here is... Uh, um, uh, you're going to hear Whoopi and then uh, Sarah and uh, and Sonny as well. But um, but this is Whoopi having explained to her exactly what a thirst trap is. Ooh. Now, uh, this, so this thirst <laughs> trap thing, I'd never heard of it. Well, apparently this is what it is. Um, I, I don't even, oh, there it is. I don't know. Oh, here it comes. Is that it? Yeah. It's when you post a sexy picture yeah. and it says more about the person posting that they're thirsty for attention. So you're just trying to get some but, clicks. But do you take the picture so that there's an intended person to be thirsty over you? Yes. As as I, think, a, I usually trapper. just post them, which I don't want, <laughs> for everyone. Okay. okay. So are they right about that, no, Shem? I, don't think so. I actually think, I, I thought the thirst trap was... Not so much the post, the person posting it was thirsty. It was that other people are thirsty that's for the person. Too. That's what a thirst trap is. Is yeah. that you agree with that more? I, a thousand percent. Because you're trapping them. I look at your... enough thirst traps and I'm thirsty <laughs> looking at <laughs> Thank them. Thank you, yeah. right? You wow. So they all got it wrong. Yeah. So for for so, example, Dan and Mark, go through your thirst traps. <laughs> well, my friend George was at the gym shirtless yesterday. Yeah. Didn't George block you on Instagram or something? Yeah, but he didn't block Kiss. Oh. Oh. oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, Lord. You're using the work account? Oh, to create Mari. That's so wrong, dude. It's <laughs> so wrong. That is what? so wrong. Shem, are you okay if I do that? Nah, I ain't got nothing to do that, my so man. Oh, my God. <laughs> so wrong. Like, what are you doing I'm with just the work looking. account? I didn't the like it. The man blocked you the on IG. Account. So you use the work account to creep him? It was research because I knew you maybe one day you'd talk no, about thirst. No, I don't know. No, no, the work account, Maury. <laughs> that is Let next level perv. Anyway, so that is what a thirst trap is, Whoopi. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, hey, did y'all see this uh, list that um, Billboard and Vibe put together of the top 50 greatest rappers of all time? Is Celine Dion on it? <laughs> is Celine Dion on it? <laughs> Uh, okay, hold on here now. You guys are shaking your head, both Mocha and Shem. Mm. I got no horse in this game, so I don't even know. I, okay. I I mean, I agree with some of the names that are on the list. Right. I Do you agree with the top 10? Don't necessarily. I think nope. that the top 10 could be shuffled around a little okay. bit. Okay. Now, is this one of the things like when Rolling Stone came out with their list of the best singers that it had really very little to do with singing ability and more what these singers have done in the industry? Yes. You know what I'm saying? To me, it, well, looking at this as body of work achievement, so it looks like your rap career as opposed to necessarily the best ability. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here, here's like. the here's the top 10, right? At yeah. number 10, Nicki Minaj. Okay. 
You guys can feel free to make audible noises. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. 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 I, I don't number, agree with number, that. Number 10, Nicki Minaj. And number nine, Snoop. Don't agree with that either. Number eight, Drake. No. Not at eight or not in top 10? Uh, in top 10, not at eight. Okay. It deserves to be higher. Okay. Lil Wayne at number seven. Yep. Uh, yes, I agree with that. Uh, number six, Notorious B.I.G. Yes, uh, I agree. Uh, number, we sound like a Star Wars game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number five, Eminem. Uh, yes. I agree top I agree top five. Mm-hmm. I don't agree five. I think higher. Okay. Uh, oh. n- number wow. Uh, number four, Tupac. Uh, no. Not top ten in my opinion. Wow. Okay. Uh, number three, Nas. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Nope. That's a hard pass for me. <laughs> out of out of top five or out of top ten, Shem? Uh, he should be top tw- top 15. No top, way. But Nas three? is top ten. Top 15. Okay, let me, okay, let me ask you a question when people say this all the time, right? Like, okay. If when somebody goes, they should not be like number three. They should be top fifteen. What you're really saying is they should be fifteen. Mm. Otherwise, you would say top twelve. Truth. Yeah, but I, I, I'm not mad at him at like thirteen. Like I would rearrange you know? his entire list. Then say honest. top thirteen. Sure. Right? Top thirteen. Okay. Top thirteen. Sure. Which nobody ever says top thirteen. Shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, number uh, number two, Kendrick Lamar. Do not agree at oh. all. I think he's a great lyricist, but when you look at the grand scheme of what the criteria is, yeah. I do not believe Kendrick Lamar deserves to be number two. Yeah. I don't think Kendrick Lamar deserves to be top ten. Really? What? Yeah. Whoa. I think you could put Kendrick somewhere between 12 and 20. Oh, my top goodness. Wow. Okay. Top ten for sure. No. Is he number two, though, Shem? Absolutely not. Okay. But he's top, he's top ten for sure. Do you guys agree on number one being Jay-Z? Yep. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so that's yep. the only thing. <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> 100%. Oh, big up. Oh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That was the greatest end to the top 10 list we could have ever had. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Britney Spears said that she was mortified after posting the wrong video on Instagram. So I don't know what Brit thought she was posting, but what she actually posted was a video of her singing Oops, I Did It Again acapella. And then she tried to sort of make light of it in the caption where she said, I posted the wrong video of me singing yesterday. And once I did, I tried to play it off uh, by saying that uh, she was, uh, tried to play it off by saying, embrace the fall. Uh, yep. And try to play it off. Jesus, I, I got to vet these things before I start reading Britney's Twitter. Um, she goes, yes, that's me. I was in the studio messing around and accidentally posted that version mortified completely mortified so here is the acapella britney that she posted by mistake i think i did it again i made you believe we're modern friends oh baby baby it might seem like a crush but it doesn't mean that i'm serious just to lose all my senses that is just so stupidly me oh baby baby i did it again i played with your heart got lost in the game oh baby baby ooh, you think i'm in love dancing from above Like, this may hurt more, but to me, that just sounds like Britney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't, it just I mean, sounds right? like she, she's singing the, the song that 
She knows that's, and loves, and we all know and love, and just like a lower. But that is the. Octave, but and, that is the talent level that I've always assumed Britney had, and we've heard right this kind of stuff from Britney before. So it's not shocking. Not at all. <laughs> like that, it actually didn't sound half bad at parts. No, no, honestly. parts it was fine yeah. for somebody who hasn't been on a stage in God knows how long, yeah. over a decade or whatever. You're too is. hard on yourself, Brit. Like yeah. I think to me, this was Britney. Like, like I, we all know what you sound like. Like girl. Britney's not Kelly Clarkson. Britney is not Beyonce. Britney's not Pink. Mm-hmm. Like we all know that. Like nobody has ever said, you know, Britney is Adele vocally, mm-hmm. right? Right. To me, this just sounds like Britney. Like embrace it. This yeah. is what you sound like. Again, it didn't sound half bad in parts, it, and it didn't sound half. <laughs> Bad party. We know. Yeah, like it's fine. <laughs> it's We've fine. been knowing. You shouldn't be mortified by that. For decades. At all. No, yeah. we all love you. Yes. Now do that stuff on a stage, man. Yeah. You got nothing to prove to no. us. No. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, do we have time for Austin Butler real quick? Absolutely. Uh, Austin Butler uh, on the Graham Norton Show. Everybody talking about uh, the the accent. Um, and Graham Norton tries to like pass it off like, oh, it's not really that bad. But then as soon as you listen to Austin Butler talk, you're like, oh my God, you're still doing Elvis. I remember when I talked to you, uh, Christopher Kahn, the, the, the Elvis voice was mm. still very present in your voice. Yeah. And people have talked about that. But I think there's a lot less of it now. <laughs> I'm glad you say that. I, I hear it all Bro! the time. <laughs> so do you no. think, will it, will it eventually go... Um, have you tried to get rid of it? Have you gone to a speech therapist or anything? No, I mean... <laughs> what, the thing is, what did you sound like before? Yeah. Well, like, I, I don't know. Madly people, people pull clips from when I was 17. So you talk or, like that? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's really... I mean, to be honest, I really... Uh, I heard my publicist told me the other day, you know, people are, I don't, I try to stay off social media. So my publicist told me, you know, people are talking about your voice and these sorts of things. And it really made me self-conscious for a second because I thought, am I being phony? Is, is this not my voice? And, um, but, and, and then I thought, no, I'd have to think consciously to not talk how I am right now. And, but my voice sounds different when I talk to my dog or when I talk to my <laughs> dad or when I'm here right now. You know, we all have different mm-hmm. bits of ourselves that we're yeah. releasing. Um, but when I was really questioning it, I thought, okay, for one thing, I'm older now. I don't, okay. I mean, sometimes I have a Southern twang, but I'm not, I don't think this is Southern. If I tried to sound like Elvis, I would sound very different right now. Don't do no, it. You wouldn't. You yeah, sound like yeah, a yeah, yeah. <laughs> The other thing is, I think I, from all the singing, I, I probably have destroyed my voice a bit. You know, my vocal cords, it's, it's a lot raspier now. And so I just trained a lot, you know, uh-huh. I trained a lot and... And then it turned out that well, I ended up doing all the singing for that, right. that early stuff. Now let me do. <laughs> Come on, man. We know. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, what a day in Washington yesterday. Oh, yoy, yoy. So former Twitter executives, including VJ Gaddy, um, uh, appeared during a House Oversight Committee hearing on censorship, which centered around the Hunter Biden infamous laptop, the temporary suspension of the New York Post account and uh, COVID. And like these committee hearings, I don't know if you ever sit around and watch C-SPAN or watch this stuff online when it's happening. <laughs> so no? boring. Okay. Yeah, Most no. times it's super boring, but every now and do then, something else. every now and then you get one of these, uh-huh. right? I'm not willing to take the gamble, uh, okay. though. <laughs> it's a huge gamble. It's a huge gamble. Uh, so uh, VJ Gaddy is probably one of the most famous faces other than Mark Zuckerberg when it comes to Twitter because she was the one that was on like the Joe Rogan show and always yeah. showed up on the news and everything else, sort of arguing Twitter's decisions that they made at the time. And uh, this is one clip from uh, Representative uh, Nancy Mace um, grilling VJ over their censorship of 
what some thought to be reputable doctors during COVID. Listen to this. I found out last night from Twitter staff. May I ask of you, where did you go to medical school? I did not go to medical school. I'm sorry. I did not go to medical school. That's what I thought. Why do you think you or anyone else at Twitter have the medical expertise to censor a doctor's expert opinion? Our policies regarding COVID were designed to protect individuals. We were seeing... You guys censored Harvard-educated doctors, Stanford-educated doctors, doctors that are educated in the best places in the world, and you silenced those voices. You're not a doctor, right, Ms. Gaddy? No, I'm not. Okay. What makes you think you or anyone else at Twitter have the medical expertise to censor actual, accurate CDC data? I'm not familiar with these particular situation yeah i'm sure you're not okay but you have to listen so congresswoman lauren bobert uh, i don't know if you know who this woman is she's no. she's she's up there with what's what's though. the other Mar- one marjorie taylor she's green. right up there with marjorie taylor green yeah. okay like any opportunity to just be unhinged is like like so they she tweeted something mm-hmm. during like i don't know some early campaign and twitter suspended her account and this was like you know when somebody wrongs you or you like get dumped mm-hmm. and then you years later you see that person at a party and then you like muster up the courage to like confront them and just go off on them yeah yes. so so yeah so this is lauren bobert just going she doesn't even ask a question she's just going off on twitter execs who at one time suspended her account i found out last night from twitter staff that you suppressed my account for this tweet it's a freaking joke about Hillary Clinton being angry that she couldn't rig her election. It's a joke. But in response, being the sinister overlords that you all are, you placed a 90-day account filter so I could not be found. You could, you silenced me from communicating with the American people over a freaking joke. Now, who the hell do you think that you are? Uh, okay. Wow. Come on now. <laughs> Come on Shots now. fired. Oh, she's Damn. a wing nut. What a dingbat. Um, uh, but so they really went hard on the Twitter and former Twitter staff members about government interference when the government would call uh, to say, hey, we want you to take something down. And they really tried to dig deep into this. And there wasn't a ton of like real evidence or any sort of big revelations or anything like this that the Biden White House or anybody else really did it, except the hardcore evidence that Donald Trump while president reached out to Twitter to have them remove what he felt was a disparaging tweet. And this was part of the fight that Donald Trump had with Chrissy Teigen at the, at the time. So the best part is, though, Chrissy Teigen's clapback, like her response to Donald Trump, gets read in, in this committee hearing, Aww. which means that it is now a matter of congressional record. So here's that exchange. On September 8th, 2019, at 11... 11 p.m. Donald Trump heckled two celebrities on Twitter, uh, John Legend and his wife, Chrissy Teigen, and referred to them as the musician John Legend and his filthy-mouthed wife. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ms. Teigen responded to that email at 12.17 a.m., and, and according to notes from a conversation with you, Ms. Navarroli's counsel, your counsel, the White House almost immediately thereafter contacted Twitter 
to demand the tweet be taken down. Is that accurate? In that particular instance, I do remember hearing that we had received a request from the White House to make sure that we evaluated this tweet and that they wanted it to come down because it was a derogatory statement uh, directed uh, well, towards well, the president. They wanted it to come down. They made that request. To my recollection, yes. I thought that was an inappropriate action by a government <laughs> official. Damn. Let alone the White House. My, my, my. Would you like me to give the direct my, quote? My, my. Yeah. Um, please excuse my language. This is a direct quote, but Chrissy Teigen referred to Donald Trump as a ass. <laughs> okay. Free speech. <laughs> oh, my God. So oh. oh, I'm my. telling you, C-SPAN's where it's at, Mocha. Okay. I'm about to cancel my WWE network. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so uh, investors pummel Google after Microsoft ramps up its AI in the AI wars to go against chat GPT. So Google offered a glimpse of its new artificial intelligence chatbot um, yesterday at a European presentation. Uh, but a highly visible mistake in Google's bot, which is named Bard. Um, what is that? Bard. And Bard? The, Bard. And the fact that oh. Google hasn't let outsiders test it yet uh, potentially contributed to concerns from the company's investors. They sold off shares, leading to a nearly 8% drop in Google's value yesterday. Uh, Google's new highly touted AI chatbot uh, shared inaccurate information in a promotional video and, and at that company event and failed to dazzle, um, feeding worries that they are now losing out and losing ground to Microsoft. So ChatGBT is at the top. Mm-hmm. Now it's Microsoft and Google is now third in the AI race. Um, but did you see all the stuff that was happening on ChatGPT yesterday mm-hmm. with Dan? So Dan was trending. And what Dan is, is that people have figured out a way to sort of like bootstrap or backdoor um, ChatGPT because Dan stands for Bless you. Is that at the beginning or the end? <laughs> Middle. <laughs> um, Dan Dan stands for it's a do anything now prompt. So they will ask Chat BG Chat GPT a question and it will be like, I can't do that, or it's you know illegal or whatever, and then they will say talk as Dan, which is a do anything now prompt, hmm. and then it will give more information. And then so you had people being like you know, um, talk like a teacher who was talking to Dan and Dan is retelling somebody what the teacher said. And then all this stuff came oh up and like people were finding out recipes on how to make meth, what? which is not supposed to exist oh, on, no. on the chat, BG, chat GPT program. That's like dark web stuff. Right. Oh, and pe- all so, so, wrong, so it's all, it's all sorts of wrong, Enough all sorts Enough. of wrong. Like, did you not learn by watching what, um, what is it? Boston dynamics is doing with those robots. Dude, I'm telling you, right. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's too far. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, there's another Frozen, another Toy Story, and another Zootopia on the way. Okay. And uh, Will Ferrell uh, voices uh, an abandoned dog who journeys back home to take out revenge on his terrible owner. Is this a, an animated movie, Maury? Uh, no, it's not. It's not. So it's just like he's like a CG dog? Yes. So uh, the, the, the movie is called Strays, and Will Ferrell plays an oblivious dog oh. who just happens to think that he has the greatest owner on the face of the earth. Today is going to be the best day ever. I love sunshine. I love butterflies. But more than anything, I love Doug. Hey! Shut the f*** up! Oh, my God. Piece of 
That's Doug, the best owner in the world. <laughs> We're playing this game called Fetch and F Fetch. <laughs> oh he my drops God. me off really far away and drives home without me. When I bring the ball back, he says, <laughs> That's how I know I won the game. <laughs> he left your ass. Oh, that can't be right. You are officially astray. That would mean Doug doesn't love me. Oh, little guy. I'm going back to Doug's. What? Man, and he needs to pay for what he did with the only thing he truly loves. I'm gonna bite his <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still a little drunk, but I said gonna... I'm gonna bite his <laughs> off. Oh, we gonna. Uh, okay, okay. So, it's not an animated movie for kids. No! Okay. Best movie ever. No! Let's get that out of the way. No, this is, that is wow. not for that What's is it called? Not for strays. Oh Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.